This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, episode 364. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. Happy New Year, and thank you so much for joining us. You can check me out on my website, nickcraig.com. You can download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast each and every day and uh, hear and deal with my latest political antics. And of course, you can also visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. Joining us, new year, but still same guy, Brian with an I, Aldridge. Hello, Brian. It's been it's been a year, Brian. <laughs> How are you? Oh, it's been forever. Yeah. Well, it's I'm been doing well. Wow. And, oh, wow. That's oh, crazy. It's been quite the year. It's been, it hasn't been since last year since we talked. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to find me, at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor. Uh, also, my blog, biteoftech.com. Uh, but first of all, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. And if you go to the right-hand side, you'll see where it says, join our server on discord and if you do that we've got a news channel where if there's a topic that you think we should be covering uh we look at that before the live show or uh, maybe there's a workout channel there's we have a lot of arc servers running currently so a lot of different things you can do in there and it's totally free web-based app mobile app uh, desktop app all kinds of ways to use it Uh, we have a steam group sometimes it gives notifications also our video forms of the podcast we have twitch youtube bitshoot and dlive so if you want to watch during the live show or after the fact, we've got a number of ways to do that through those. Uh, also, our pre and post shows uh, for some of our podcasts, you can see a sample of those on the Extras channel. We have uh, audio-only forms. None of those are live. So if you're trying to listen live, those are only after the fact and uploaded. Uh, and you can get that on your favorite podcatcher. And those are at the very lower right-hand side. And then if you are going to listen, I really encourage you to just go to the particular episode that you're listening to and follow along in the show notes. We've got a video player in there, an audio player and then links for every single uh, reference that we use throughout the show. So if there's something that uh, you wanted to see, maybe that we just talked about, just jump to the show notes and you can go check those out. If you want to support us, we've got a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, Prime Gaming Subs, Humble Bundle, um, Amazon uh, links, all kinds of different things, Subscribe Star, a lot of ways you can support the show. I do want to thank our friend Unicorn Joe and UGX Vibe, both for hitting us up with the resubscriptions here on twitch uh joe hitting us up with the 47 month resubscription as well as ugx vibe both 47 month tier one subscribers on twitch thank you very much gentlemen it is greatly appreciated all right uh new year brian 2022 uh obviously i think this kicks off our i want to think i want to say our seventh year i think we started in 2015 so this will be the start of our seventh year and yeah, we'll have our seventh year anniversary coming up in like probably six weeks or something. Who knows? I mean, we're not doing anything for it. But um, <laughs> so now that 2021 is kind of behind us, we did our big NFT uh, kind of NFT blockchain gaming show last week. Yeah. There was a lot that happened in 2021 in the gaming sphere, right? Oh, yeah. Well, so some of the things for people that were with us every week. Some of the big things we covered, first of all, the Blizzard Activision uh, debacle and <laughs> the fallout from that, employees being let go and lawsuits and 
uh, just a lot of things happening. So for a lot of people, that's really affecting some of the releases of their favorite Blizzard games. Um, so you'll be noticing coming in. I mean, I, I noticed it last year that the releases and the content coming out of Activision Blizzard, more the Blizzard side, was different than previous years. I, I think they're definitely feeling something there, and I think they're withholding from releasing things until some of the hype and just the, the way people are acting calms down. Uh, but we'll see coming into this year. You know, maybe as things die down, there's been a lot of activist groups coming after them. You know, what I'd rather just see some legitimate changes be implemented and then the company move on and make better choices from here on out. Uh, and I think that's what they're trying to do, but they've got a lot of people trying to create unions and everything else. Uh, so that's something I would encourage you if for the last, I'd say, what, six months we've talked about this. We'll, we'll have some episodes. If you go check out our YouTube channel, you could click links and jump to some of those direct uh, topics. Yeah. Of course, uh, another thing that happened this year was the NFT craze or this past year. <laughs> we had a lot of talk and we did a full show. So if you want to hear more about that, definitely check out last week's show, right? Yep. Um, it'd be last it's called week. Uh, Blockchain uh, Gaming. Yeah, where we talk about NFTs, blockchain, and just all the crypto stuff around gaming that they're doing. That was another big, you know, stalker two stepped into it, backed out, just a lot going on. Steam saying they weren't going to do it at all. I think this coming year, we're going to have a lot of things around blockchain because either Steam's going to budge or, you know, there's going to be other things have to be figured out for blockchain gaming. Because right now, Steam is the main platform. If Steam doesn't support it, I can't imagine these companies saying, okay, you know, we'll try, you know, maybe later. Uh, it's, it's too big of a moneymaker for them. Um, another one that we saw coming, I mean, we've had predictions and Nick pretty much called it since, since he interacted with their company, but Google, they shuttered uh, Stadia Games and Entertainment this past year. <laughs> Finally. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's just for us, we went to, we went to PAX and just were not treated well by them. And they, and it's not like they had a ton going for them. We wanted to ask them very legitimate questions. And I think that they didn't want to be asked very legitimate questions and they only wanted to bring in certain people that they knew were going to do uh talk nicely about them you know so i i had a uh, i had an experience with this brian i was accused recently by an illustrious listener of my program uh my morning program of um saying something to the extent of the world doesn't revolve around you and it was in relation to me complaining uh -huh. about something and i think we can draw a lot of that to that stadia thing now let's be perfectly yeah. honest we are not a large media publication. We don't ever promote that we are. We don't ever lie and pretend and say that we have this huge, massive audience that, that we don't. We, we, we just don't do that. We're very upfront with who and what we are. We're a very niche podcast and a niche listener base. Survival video games. It's not the biggest net in the world that we're casting. So, yeah. the, the, and I was incredibly critical of Google and Stadia and their treatment of us at PAX West two years yeah. ago. And I... And I think it, it it kind of re-sparked this in my head when somebody accused me and said that, you know, the, the world doesn't revolve around you. Get off your high horse. It's got nothing to do with a high horse. It's just got the fact of you're a company. I don't care if it's the smallest person in the world, the smallest media group, or the largest. You can still treat them with some sort of respect. And that and that yeah. that was that's what happened with Google. It wasn't, oh, no, I'm sorry. We're already booked up. We don't. Let, hold on a second. Let me see if we can squeeze you into our schedule. It was you had to re you had to uh, pre apply to c conduct an interview and i pulled up my email right in front of the guy and said well i'm on the press list as 
as I have a press badge, and there is not a there is not an email that you guys sent out where I could have done this. So it had nothing yeah. to do with them not making time or making room. It was just that they were the, the guy was a dick, and and yep. and, and that, that was the start and the finish of it. It's got nothing to do with being rejected or shut down about something. It's got to do with the respect. Yep. If somebody's going to tell you, no, we're not going to do interview. This is why I got bitched out for this on my radio show. Somebody told me, no, we don't do interviews. Well, then they did an interview somewhere else. So, no, the answer is not that you don't do interviews. It's that you don't want to do a fucking interview with me, which is fine. Just say that. Yeah. That's perfectly yeah. fine. But have the decency to respect me. And Stadia failed to do that. They were douchebags about it. Instead of saying, ah, man, we just don't, we don't have any time or, hey, could you come way late in the day? We would have gone, we would have gone back at freaking six o'clock when we wanted to go out and do other things yeah. to get a Stadia interview. The guy made no effort whatsoever. All. He was a total douchebag. And I'm glad Stadia's failed yep. because of it. So if that makes well, me a, uh, yep. if that makes me on my high horse or the world revolving around me, then then I'll take it. But it's, it's just a lack of respect. And that's part of the things that we wanted to ask them. Their model, their whole model they were following just didn't seem wise to me. Uh, you know, it seems like there's some things they could have definitely done differently. And it would have been their opportunity to say, hey, you know, we've thought about that. And here's here's why we think what we've chosen is the better option. They didn't give us a single opportunity. And obviously what they chose wasn't the better option because they weren't able to do a single thing with that product up to this point. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, they still have supposedly something open or whatever, but um, I just don't see, I don't see them moving forward with that. Uh, another big thing that happened this past year that I think really helped, you know, this is Microsoft, but their acquisition of ZeniMax and just being able to get some huge Bethesda, um, you know, they, they've got just some huge names to be able to get some really big titles. Um, this, this for them has been, I, I think the key to growing game pass and growing something that they can't lose because we see with game pass things coming and going. I think they wanted to have a set of titles that first of all, they could guarantee would always be in game pass that are hits. And I think that they also wanted to make sure that, um, you know, that's not going to keep going back and forth. Uh, you know, this is something where games are constantly disappearing off off the Game Pass because of licenses. You know, this yeah, is same something thing with Netflix. That, that most people, yeah, forget Netflix does it. They do it here. Um, they've done a really good job of just getting some really concrete titles that I think make their Game Pass look really good. Uh, you know, and knowing you get those titles day one, and they've taken them away from PlayStation. <laughs> I wasn't sure at the beginning if they were going to do that, and they pulled the rug and said that all these a lot of these titles are not going to playstation now and that's going to hurt them pretty let's, badly let me let me be clear on what 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 you said there and what i said in relation to it you know them losing games off game pass and things of that nature is not an issue with game pass it's just inherently based yeah. on you sign a, a limited time deal you sign a contract to have a game on a service for 12 months the same thing that netflix does where they say okay we bought the rights to the office for the next 24 months or the next 36 months whatever it might be at the end of that contract term, you decide either you want it again for an additional price or you drop it. It's just inherently one of the disadvantages of a streaming service. There isn't many disadvantages, yeah. but one of the big ones is that a game that you like, and if it's not a quote-unquote popular game and it's more of an indie game yeah. or it's something that isn't as big as a Halo or a Fallout or something like that, well, yeah. you could wake up one day, Brian, if you don't follow the news and go to load it up and the game is gone. And it's gone. Yeah, that's you don't problem. have a license to it. Yeah. And that's the problem. Uh, people have said the exact same thing about Netflix. They're watching a series, 
halfway through it, <laughs> yeah. and then the thing gets pulled. All right, we'll find another source that has it. At least here, they still have the have the product. Um, usually, they'll give a discount when it's going off of the Game Pass, and you can get it for thirty to fifty percent off a lot of times. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, the other thing was the Epic Games and Apple trial. Uh, I think a lot of people said, "Oh, this is nothing," but look at the changes that have happened in the market because of this trial. Uh, we've had some changes where some of these big companies uh, are starting to make, you know, adjustments to some of their contracts and fees and things, uh, or allowing other payment services, which was the big thing, you know, out of this trial um, to offer other types of payments. I think for the industry, I think this is a lot better because I think having freedom uh, and openness in these type of things punishes the developers that are putting games on these platforms less. Uh, and you know, if, if they don't want to budge on the 30%, uh, at least make it to where, you know, there's a limitation to how much that can affect. So I think that out of that, it, as, as you saw, if you followed our coverage, it was kind of a win-win loss loss. <laughs> you know, they each felt like they lost and wanted a retrial or, you know, wanted to, to, to do things about it. But I think overall having this conversation, which was the big thing, I think really at least brought a lot of things to the public eye, a lot of things about Apple, a lot of things about Google, <laughs> which, you know, some things didn't come out that look, look so favorable on them even. I think that in the end, we'll still see things coming out of this as far as adjustments to these industries so that they look better in the public's eye. Because I think that's the big thing is if they can get it to where the the, the sentiment towards a 30% fee just is a negative thing to the public, you know what? They'll change it. Right now, everybody says, oh, everybody, everybody does. It only takes a couple to change. And then they'll, you know, then people will say, well, they, I want this to be this way. And I, I, we'll see who does it first. I think it's whoever kind of blinks first. Would would agree uh, with that I, as well. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's all the main stuff uh, we talked about. Yeah, Activision Blizzard. It's just that was the. I think those are the big ones that we covered. There is you know, there is one more, and it's there's actually an update on it this week, and you've got it in the notes here. One of the other stu- we talked about the Activision Blizzard issues. There was also a big yes. issue with Riot. It actually was very early in the year, back in twenty early twenty twenty. This stuff goes back years, but in early 2020, there were a couple of walkouts and things of that nature. That well, okay, took so place. The, that lawsuit was in 2018 for the original yeah. one. For this one, is that Cor- the one you're talking okay. about? Yeah, yeah. So th- it happened back in 2018, but there were some walkouts at Riot earlier this year, or rather earlier last year. And so, just kind of following up on that, there is an update here that Riot has reached a 100 million dollar settlement. Riot also now Tencent, who so, who Tencent did yeah. not own them in 2018. They are owned by Tencent now in a gender discrimination case. Um, in a post on its website, the company said that it would be paying out $80 million to the participants of the class action lawsuit who alleged a culture of sexism uh, at the game developer. The other $20 million being paid out for legal fees and other expenses. I don't know how many individuals are on this class action lawsuit, but $80 million having that spot, that pot split is uh, is going to be a significant yeah. amount of money. Um, so th- this again, this ha- all had to do with gender discrimination. We're not going to get into it or relitigate it. Um, yep. They breached the settlement, and, and then yeah, it's over. yeah, twenty million goes to the legal fees. That's not a bad cut. That's actually pretty cheap. Eighty twenty is pretty good. A, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty good cut. So someone must have been kind of doing this one as a pro bono. This looks good on our resume I, for our attorney. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> firm. <laughs> Twenty uh, twenty million dollars in legal fees is still no uh, is still no. I'll bet uh, that's still good, but it seems like 
usually you walk out with nothing. That that's a lot for a small group of employees. Honestly, yeah, there's not is. gonna be thousands of people on this. That is a huge amount of money. And I have a feeling you didn't have to prove anything with this. You just had to put your name on it. Yeah, I'm trying I have to a feeling if you work out. for the company at that point in time, you'll be getting a large payout. I don't I'm I've looked while we were talking, I've been looking and I don't see any indication as to how many signed on that lawsuit. I mean Okay. How many could it possibly be? A hundred at the most. Yeah, and imagine like that. that. I mean, it's it's like a, yeah. I mean, it's a less than just under a million each. Yeah, so, good. so so depending on yeah, depending on who depending on who's all on this that uh, that will be that. So there's an update on that story from Riot, and presumably those issues uh, will now be under uh, kind of under the the blanket now and, and kind of be done with. Um, Brian, we talk about gaming 2021, a big year for gaming 2022, you know, hoping that the supply issues with graphics cards kind of work out. The chip shortage is not only having an impact for PC gamers, but for console players trying to get themselves the newest and latest and greatest systems. Um, So we're not really sure how the year is going to uh, play out, but there's no question about it that. PC gaming is continuing its tick and its rise up. And also, yep. this is on the heels of the Steam Deck, which is expected out in February. And that is looking yep. to bring in a whole nother set of gamers into the PC gaming market that wants something that's a little bit more portable. Maybe they live in a dorm room and don't have a more flexible as far as the amount of games you can get. Because, I mean, look, yeah. at, that's the big thing about the Switch. There is a limited number of games you get with the Switch. It's Absolutely. just like the Xbox. The Xbox has been around longer, has you know much bigger library. Uh, but the Steam Deck, the beauty of it, it's going to be you have such a selection of games. I mean, there's just a ton of games and probably a ton you already own. Because it's really easy to get free games on, on a PC. It's hard to get free games on an Xbox or a PlayStation. Precisely. Um, and Steam hit a new record on... Uh, the second day of January, this would have been on Sunday, just before uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Steam hit a record player count of 227.9 million peak players. Wow. That is the highest ever that Steam has ever recorded. Um, and the total the, the total number was... 27,942,036. That was the peak concurrent users logged on at once. And that's roughly 557,000 more users that logged on uh, versus beginning of January, end of December, yep. versus where it was in November, which the previous all time record was back in November, you know, just over a month ago. Um, and it's noted that 8.2 million people were playing games at that time, which is about you know 30% yep. of the, the, the player value. Um, so very interesting to see that maybe because consoles are so hard to get and the prices yep. are just seem to be going up and up and up. And now, obviously, I know that PC hardware is hard to get, but I believe if you're buying a pre-built, those suppliers seem to have no They're issues getting cards. Them, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can go and buy an MSI pre-built or an Alienware pre-built or uh, even one of these other companies, Origin PC or CyberPower, iBuyPower. They've yep. all got th- uh, 3,000 series cards. And there's been people that have bought those machines and taken the cards out and put them in their own ranks and essentially uh, push those aside. So there, it, people are able to get their hands on these yep. and or people are maybe repurposing old hardware. I know that 
Linus Tech Tips has done a whole bunch of videos over the past year or so about using, you know, not new hardware and repurposing it in some re- relatively yep. inexpensive things, four, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars to get in on PC gaming. And there's no yep. question about it. Um, it's obviously having an impact. Brian, nearly 28 million concurrent players on Steam. That's yep. that's a hard number to beat. Well, and that's the thing is Steam, for some reason, just keeps growing. And as as you said, I think it has a lot to do with the consoles. If If you can't get the newest consoles, and people already have generally the games that they want. Uh, you know, I was expecting that everybody'd have a new console at some point. You know, when when the new Xbox came out, and then all these cool games showcasing these great advancements and hardware would come out. And bam, I've just been <laughs> disappointed when it when it comes to that. It just it doesn't seem like that's happening. But I think well, with PC it's... gaming, the thing we've always said is the graphics are always been better. Like it, I think people are starting to discover that you can make things look better, and there's a ton of games you can't get on console. Well, and not even that, Brian, you look at any game that is coming out right now, it is also coming out in the last generation. So there is really no reason yep. at all to buy a new console. I, I was uh, yep. I, a bunch of my buddies still play on Xbox and PlayStation. None of them have a next generation console. I don't none of them are even interested because the games that they yep. play Halo, Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, things like that. Well, they're all out on the last gen. So. Yeah. It, even if they could find a system, they're not going to go out and drop six hundred dollars on a new console. Stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Well, all the games I, you want to play are available. Make, well, I think that's going to change, though. I mean, we've got the new release of Unreal Engine Five. Uh, Epic just, you know, switched over their their all their Fortnite to the new Unreal Engine Five. So it's definitely production use. Because think of how many the hundreds of thousands, the thousands of players are on at any one time there. Uh, so it's it's working well i think that as they start to roll out those level of graphics with some of the stuff that's made in unreal engine 5 that maybe won't run on the other xboxes or maybe looks way different when you run it on older hardware i think that's when people are going to start saying oh man i need to i need to figure out how to get an xbox when a game come out, comes out that's so amazing to look at but it requires that new hardware that's when people will buy it right now there's not a game out there that really looks any different on the old console versus the new i try i've got the latest and greatest you know top xbox right here and it's on a 4k tv you can turn on rtx you don't really notice that much of a difference uh versus the x the previous xbox one and i think a lot of it's because they haven't implemented the changes in the games to totally take a take advantage of the new hardware because not enough people have it to justify them putting in all that work because I just don't see it. I would pull up these games. Sure, it's running at 4K, but it doesn't look dramatically better, which I would think if you're running at four times the resolution and you have you know, all this going on, that it would be that much better. It's just not. And I think you've got to get games out there. Just like look at the old Xbox Ones and the amount of game they would squeeze out of those things 10 years into it and just how amazing they looked for being such old hardware. We're nowhere near that on these ones because I feel like they're barely better than the old ones. And there's got to be so much more that this hardware can provide. You know, well, so I doubt they got rid of that, all of that. And I don't want to get into a full console talk here, but Brian, I, I you know I was pretty well uh, engulfed in the console sphere, um, and mm-hmm. I have never. How many generations of consoles have been out? Let's be honest, but I've never seen the yeah. adoption this slow. I mean, these consoles have been yeah. out for. It'll be. It was two years in November, 
two full years. You still the can't go to the store and buy one. But it's not even that you can't still go to the store and buy one. They are starting to show up. Brian, it's not to me, it's Randomly, not even that. Yeah. People just don't even care. They just don't even want them. Yeah. There's no reason to get them. There, the, the again, games, there's, there's no, no reason. game that works better. There's nothing. Okay. No, one, there's not. one more thing that's happening, too, is look at all the streaming stuff. I told you last week or last two weeks about how when I streamed on Xbox's streaming service that it felt just like playing local. Yeah. Uh, what's the point of getting the new hardware once you're streaming stuff and it makes zero difference? I just think that the, the long run game for them to get out of the hardware and have, not have this happen again is to get to where they're streaming to everything. You can stream your Xbox app to probably to your, you'll probably be able to do it to the uh, Steam Link. Yeah. Or not the Steam Link, whatever. The, the, Steam, the Deck. Steam Deck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, it, it'll be to where I just don't think, I think Xbox hardware is going to eventually just kind of fade away. They'll have Xbox things that you can get, streaming devices, and uh, but I just, I don't see it continuing to go because I don't I don't think they like the hardware market anymore. I mean, look at what's happened. This has been a disaster. And then uh, Nvidia they just announced you know for PCs their new thir RTX 3090 Ti. I, I, what a slap uh, in the face! Yeah, it's like oh here's you couldn't get the previous one. Here's an, another I, one. I really I don't understand I don't understand it, Brian. It, they know that there's an issue. And they, at this point, it just seems like they don't care. They're just giving everybody in the industry a big middle finger. Yeah, because how are you going to get one of these? And I'm curious too how much how much does this cost? Because I haven't seen any prices, uh, any kind of a price point for this this one that they're releasing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not that it's it not going to be cheap. No, and the reason that they're announcing this, of course, is that CES 2022 is happening. I believe it starts, I think it's either started yesterday or today, or maybe it starts tomorrow. Um, so, of course, they've got to announce something. Um, I don't understand why they would even be bothering to make a 3090 Ti. That's just chips and supplies that are going to go to a card that is not going to be produced in a mass way at all. Uh, realistically, does not even need to be produced. Doesn't need is not does not need to be produced at all. Frankly, there are very few people that could probably use a card like this. Um, I just I don't understand. This is just going to make it harder to get your hands on a thirty, uh, sixty, seventy, or eighty. Well, and the thing is, the just the plain thirty ninety is fifteen hundred dollars. How much is this one going to be? The TI. I mean, it, it, when you're approaching two thousand dollars for uh, just the video card, I mean that. I, I don't know, and if you're doing certain types of development and things, I can see where that makes sense because you need to run things much better. But what game requires this currently? Well, it's not even, even what game. Close. It's just it's it, it it's just the fact the, of but the games are advancing fast enough to even the games are at a standstill because. <laughs> Like people aren't advancing the game no, because it, there's no hardware to push them currently. But and that, no that was going to be able to afford this. That was my point: is that the, and, the and 3090, the 3090 as itself is not being widely adopted because it's expensive and it's not necessary. So when they make the for 30, what it 90, is, yeah, the 3090 Ti, it's using a lot of the same materials that a 3060, mm. 3070, and 3080 are using. It's just yeah, I think it has like faster memory. Like yeah, but it's the yeah. same. They have to retool part of their supply supply line, their manufacturing line, yeah. to push these cards out, which means less of the regular 3000 series cards that nobody can get now anyway. NVIDIA doesn't seem to know their head from their ass with this issue. They just seem to be digging themselves yeah. a further and further and further hole. Um, 
And this is not just my opinion. This is not just your opinion, Brian. You can go look at the Steam hardware survey and see that people are still yep. the top five or six cards are still 10,000 series cards because nobody like can pay, nobody can afford <laughs> not even the 1080, the freaking 1060 and 1050 Ti. Oh yeah, it's the old one. That's right. Because that's all people can get and you can't you can't buy a 2000 series card used because those prices are jacked up and if you want to buy a 3000 series card, you're spending 3x retail. And there's no yeah. sign that this is going to change at all. Well, there's yeah, there's not been a hint that this supply cuz First of all, I, just, I call bullshit. I don't think it's got anything to do with. I don't think it's got anything to do with supply chain. You know? I refuse to believe that. It's been two years. Well, okay, not supply chain, not supply chain here. I think it's supply chain over in Asia. I think they're struggling to get the metals because they're not putting it. Not, they're not able to have as many workers. They had shutdowns of whole cities for months in China, that I think just destroyed supply chains and industry. And I think they still haven't recovered. They can't supply the metals and all the things fast enough and create them because all these companies have been upended so much because of all the global uh, lockdowns and everything else they've done. They've got to open it up and just start letting people produce again and quit trying to make people lock down. And, and, and it's still happening in other countries. You know, they get a scare of Omicron and now all of a sudden everybody's locked down again. Okay. I, I It's mostly the high, most highly transmittable one. I haven't heard about a single person in my, in, my whole circle of people I know getting sick in a long time from it. So I don't know. Is it worth shut locking down and doing all these things? It's destroying industries. I mean, at what point are you going to say, all right, let's, I, my wife and I were talking if we, if they, with Omicron, if everybody gets, a, it got infected, I mean, it's the same as having a vaccine. If the thing has super low, it has like a no low hospitalization rate. It's just crazy that we let it affect everything so much for years yeah. for no reason for politics. Just get over it. Everybody start getting back to work and make, you know, that's how you're going to get these things back to normal. It's going to be like this up in the air as long as you keep allowing people to not go to work or, you know, just encouraging them not to go to work. It's not even allowing them not to go to work. A lot of people want to go to work, but you're encouraging them not to. Yeah. So it's there, crazy. There are, anyways, that I don't know how much does, it's, it's all, it all links to this in the end. Like it does absolutely. figure all that out. Yeah. And it, and it yeah. all comes back to this. I just, I'm not sure what NVIDIA is thinking with this with a new with a new card it just doesn't seem to make it doesn't seem to make any sense to me whatsoever um so that's uh that's nvidia um let's talk about microsoft here for a minute brian yeah. uh they have got their because it is the beginning of the month they've got their announcement as to what is coming soon to game pass mm -hmm. so let's look at this uh most of these games are coming to console cloud and pc um, yep. big, the big one here coming to the console and PC is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, with which is yep. part of EA Play, which is now part of Xbox Game Pass. Um, yep. a very popular series, one of the most popular series. Uh, out. I bought that, but when it first, like right before it came out, I bought that. I mean, I because I wanted to play because they redid a lot of the Mass Effects. Uh, and there were some issues with you know previous ones that they I think they fixed some of the graphical issues and I wanted to play through them and not have some of the old original ones be so so bad at graphics. So these I think has all the you know the new high definition versions. So if you wanted to play some of the old Mass Effect or try the new ones, uh, this I think has all of them in there. Yeah, and it's available on both the Xbox Game Pass and the PC Game Pass. Uh, yep. Splunky Two is also on there. There's a couple of other indie games, Outer Wilds, The Pedestrian. 
Um, and you can. And I think Outer Wilds is kind of a survival game, right? It is. So that would be that probably one that would interest some of the people in our crowd. Yeah, and I believe um, Outer Wilds that comes out January sixth. Yeah, and January sixth. So does and that's Mass cloud Effect. console and PC. If you if you haven't tried one thing, you could try for people that haven't tried the cloud gaming. Install the app on your desktop and try streaming like Mass. Uh, out, well, I don't know if Mass Effect does, but Outer Wilds or one out, of those. Mass Effect does not just um, Outer Wilds. Yeah, that one does. But try streaming Outer Outer Wilds and just try it out because you don't have to install. It launches instantly, and just that way is a good way to see and try out games uh, and see if you want to bother installing them on on the local. I, I haven't tried it and. Uh, so and I, I will try because I do I do have PC Game Pass, so I assume I'll have access to this. Um, so I'll yep. give that a try before uh, next week's show and let you know. So uh, we'll throw the full link in the uh, in the website to the Xbox press release um, for uh, for that. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk really. Let's talk, talk really quickly about Tencent. So ten, we've been we've said some things about Tencent, uh, but they have signed a deal with the Alan Wake studio. So, I mean, that's probably what people, the studio's name is Remedy. Uh, they made Alan Wake and a couple other games, but they're going to be doing a new game and they're calling it Game as a Service, which I assume is kind of like a subscription-based MMO or something like that. Uh, but this is a new one. They're calling it Vanguard. Uh, and this is a pretty big, pretty big studio. So that'll be interesting to see where it's going to be under Unreal Engine for PC and console. Uh, it, it, I'm assuming it's probably going to be Unreal Engine 5, but this is Tencent uh, going with, you know, they throw money at things. They've got plenty of money. So uh, they're going to purchase this group and have them put out a new game. It'll be interesting to see if it's supposed to be an immersive multiplayer, like a co-op PVE shooter with narrative gameplay and everything else in action. Did you ever play Alan Wake? A little bit of it. I mean, I played one of them. I played it for a little while, but it just wasn't kind of my style of game. I just didn't really enjoy the pace. Yeah, it's a, it, it's it's one of those games. Um, uh, I, I don't know how you describe it. It's 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 like a it's it's got a longer story than a game like Firewatch. It's more yeah. like a mafia game. How about that? Where it's a very much a yeah. Kind of an See, I enjoyed mafia. Yeah, but I think it was kind of the environment with mafia. The thing with Alan Wake, it was just a lot of dark and you know, I just it wasn't. With Alan, with with Mafia, I enjoyed going around the cars and the story and just the you know the constant things you could drive around. Yeah. I just didn't get that out of Alan Wake. I just yes. it was too much of just a single guy running around. Yeah, it's it's uh it'll it'll be interesting to see what 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 they do with it. It's you know it's not the most popular IP in the world, but Alan Wake, I want to say it came out in maybe two thousand eight or two thousand nine, and at that time, I remember it being pretty popular i remember it was in the gamestop magazine and everything mm -hmm. like that so I, I think it had a decent following but the question is now uh over a decade later is the story does any of that hold up to where we stand now you know and the game's not coming out today it's yeah. likely not going to come out for a couple more years so 15 years later is anybody asking for a sequel to the game that might be part of the problem and i think that's what you're seeing with a lot of these kind of older reboots yeah. brian is no, hey, yeah, 2007, 2008, 2009. This was, you know, this was a really cool. This was a really cool thing, but is it a yeah. really cool thing now? And is the industry looking for a game like that 15 years later? You, you know, there yeah. are a few games that can do that. Red Dead Redemption is one of them that can do that. It doesn't matter what they do. Yep. Grand Theft Auto is another. But for a game like Alan Wake that isn't huge, is the industry beating down the doors to get a new Alan Wake game? 
I, I'm not yeah. sure. Well, in this or, one, or people, I don't know. People don't forgot know completely linked. about it. And I don't know if this is going to have anything with that story or anything to do with it. I just, but it should be in a similar it's style. It's too. I would hope so. Well, no, is it? No. Uh, well, they're co codenaming it Vanguard. I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's called. Um, but, but we'll see. So, um, hopefully, hopefully I just get nervous about Tencent buying all these studios. Hopefully it'll be something that, that comes out and is good. And it's not just a, a big pile of junk. They, they seem to toss money at these places and just say, make something you don't, you know, don't worry about the budget so much, which makes some pretty cool games. It just, at some point, you know, that's not profitable. And it makes you wonder what their motives are. Definitely. Um, another, I, I found a piece of information that I, I kept thinking that maybe a bully two was going to come out supposedly with rockstar and X dev said that they canned it in 2009. Cause I know we had said a couple weeks ago, there was rumors that they're going to be doing a new bully. Uh, well, it was remake. part of, um, it was part of that big gaming leak. Wasn't the it leak, like the yeah. Nvidia driver yeah. got leaked or something and had all these, yeah, the GeForce now or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah that leak. Um, so th supposedly there's not going to be a new bully. Uh, I, I enjoyed playing the first one, but that looks like it's off. The that table. was a fun game. Yeah, I, th I think it, I personally I enjoyed it. All right, let's um let's jump to we've got a decent amount of time. Let's talk about Daybreak for a minute. Kind of our sure. roots that started well, us out. A uh, couple back. changes. First of all, EverQuest is looking at making a 64-bit client. Now Whoa. you would hope they would because they're going to be uh, pretty disappointed when they can't run their client anymore. And what Windows 11? Do they allow 32-bit versions of Windows? 11? I think they still do. It's I think it's the do Mac Ma Mac OS Mac OS X. I don't think runs will allow 32-bit programs anymore. <laughs> you know, and so I'm sure I'm sure they're going to continue offering this 32-bit emulation. But you know, it's time for them, especially with systems that have tons of memory. But they're going to be putting out a 64-bit uh, client, and also they're going to be merging some servers. And I'm assuming that that may be an indication of player numbers. Uh, you know, finally, are they getting to a point where there's just not as many people playing EverQuest? Things been out for twenty something years now, uh, and it's still going for them. Uh, but they've been putting out a DLC every single year. So let's see if <laughs> if that continues, or if this is a sign of finally they're going to start rolling that thing back. And and Planet Side Two, uh, they're going to be adding a new continent, and it's the first one in seven years. So there's still wow. people playing that game. Uh, they're still moving forward with it, and, and we do have a video. I don't know if you want to kind of show. Um, I put. I made this last time. Uh, well, a weeks ago we added this in here, but I think it shows some of the new content. If I'm yeah, right. let's uh, let's just play. We can. We they're talking. And this is from one of their streams where they're so yeah just showing it off. Yeah, what we're working on. Uh, one of the things that we're working on. One of the many things that we're working on is a uh, new content for uh, for Planet Side Two. And this is the continent of Osher. It's actually more like... Well, this takes uh, me all the way back to H1Z when the <laughs> setup of the live stream. I know. Osher the way that the god mode and flying works. Uh, it's going to be yeah. mainly yeah. driven by multiple islands. Yeah, it does feel a lot like H1Z1. Well, it's the same engine, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's Torchlight. They, is it Torchlight they probably just grabbed, Yeah, it looks, it looks like they just grabbed the code and... There will be multiple Basket Fleet carriers. Each side will have them. Uh, potentially, they'll rotate around the map. Potentially. But... Uh, and what that does is it gives us the opportunity to to kind of spread the uh, the forces out, and you will be able to attack um, attack e each base. Uh, there's a very limited lattice, less bases overall. Okay, uh, so I, I mean that's probably that's probably all we can all yeah. we need to look at with that. Um, it's I called Osher, and it's going to be coming out here. I think this next you know during this coming year or this year. So I'm curious. How many people are playing Planet Side Two? 
According to, is this game only available on Steam or can you play it on their own launcher? I think they they used to have a private launcher, but I don't know if they I don't know if they still have their launcher. So there's only like fifteen hundred people playing it right now. Um, it looks like their peak weekly player count only gets up to maybe three thousand players at the most. Mm-hmm. How can that how can that possibly justify a whole new continent? Unless maybe it doesn't need to be played through its launcher, because I, I just don't remember. I, I, they had a launcher at one point. Then I thought they got rid of it. I don't know if they still have their own launcher, because if they have still their own launcher, then these numbers could be vastly inaccurate. Um, I just don't know what the current deal is with them. Yeah, I was looking for... I was trying to find anything that talked about it, and I, I don't see, well, outside of Steam, what their player numbers are. Yeah. But th- that's the thing with them. It, how much i guess the dedicated players how much are they putting out per person you know what there's got to be money that they're receiving from this somehow you know we're free players we jump in there and just kind of run around do things but there are things you can purchase is it enough that these people who are kind of hooked on this game to where it pays for anybody's salary it must be just it it doesn't seem like it would but it has to i mean there's no way they'd continue to do because this is its own company this is rogue planet games all they do is make planet side and I would assume that they've got their finances set up in which, in a way in which it is only Planet Side. So if Planet Side is losing their ass, it's not. There's not another game. Like for example, because it's not all under Daybreak anymore, a game like EverQuest can't subsidize it. I believe that was part of the goal of splitting all of, essentially splitting all of these games up under their own companies. A failure of one game, yeah, couldn't couldn't affect the other one so much. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what we're um, running into. I mean, you'd have H1Z1 fail, and then that could affect Planet Side, or you have you know whatever ones they were working on fail, and takes down the one game that was actually making money. And I just, I their business model, I just, I don't know how much longer it can go. I just don't see any of their games growing, and and it's nothing but a dwindling market. So unless they make changes. PHVCK just posted a link in here of the Planet Side Two population, and it is essentially the same number that Steam has. Is it the Steam ones? I mean, it, it it's not it it's not it's a I mean it's three to four thousand players peak, which is exactly what Steam is showing. Um, so everybody that's so they must playing have gotten rid of their launcher. Well, no, I think they still use their launcher, but I think everybody that's playing it is probably just using Steam to play it. Um, because yeah. if you're you, you know, it's just an easier way to catalog the game. I don't know how a game with a peak player count of four thousand can justify a brand new map. Yeah, I don't know, and it. Who, who knows? They probably have one person kind of working on it over time. Well, they have three guys sitting on the live stream right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got people where it's just crazy. Yeah. Somebody's, PH says their launcher still exists, so they still must yeah. have some way of getting in there and, and playing. I, 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 I just don't get it. I mean, looking at the average players, December, the average player count was 1979. In November, it was 1859. In October, it was 2056. In September, it was 1957. This is not that many players. Yeah, I, I and but the thing is, at some point, are they going to accept that and make changes? I just Daybreak hasn't been good at that. They had no problem getting rid of H one Z one, but their older games, it seems like they really hold yeah. on to those. I mean, their so so tech map has eight people playing on it right now. That's great. the whole map, the population. Hey. It's a it's a whole world battle that's going on, and there's eight people playing. On. Well, that's that's daybreak for you. I mean, that's kind of what we've come to know from them. I just don't see yes. I don't see that really changing anytime soon. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, let's uh, do you want to show some games that are going to be well, first of all, updates to games that are going to be coming out. Uh, we got Dead by Daylight, and we got Borderlands, a thing that's free that people can try. Uh, first of all, Dead by Daylight, they have a new chapter that's coming to the Epic Game Store, and it's called uh, Portrait of is a Murder. Is it an and exclusive? I think so. I think it is an exclusive. Hmm, very double interesting. Check, but um, yeah, it said it was coming to the Epic Game Store and Dead by Daylight. It, it Dead by Daylight. Uh, I think it's free on the App Store sometime this week, November. Or no, it was it was free. Sorry, it was free early this week. So a lot of people got it for free on the Epic Game Store, and now they're having a uh, a new DLC for it. So do you want to play the video for that, and we can see what the uh, Portrait of a Murder it looks like? Yeah, let's absolutely let's do that. Okay. So that's out. Uh, that portrait of a murder is out, uh, so yeah, out, out now. now. Yeah, and so that's one. I, I first one I've seen them do like this, where it's linked to any specific store. Uh, I'm interested to see if there's anything else that's going to be kind of linking these two companies together because I didn't really see anything that hints into why it's exclusive here. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see more coming from them. Hmm. So uh, it's Dead by Daylight, and it look one interesting. This one was not like a specific brand or movie or video no game lore. character. This so, is their own person. Yeah, there was, wasn't any kind of lore behind this one. So this is just a new character adding. I, I don't mind it. There was no world around it that I saw. It was just a killer and then uh, a hero. Hmm. Character. Survivor. Yeah, Survivor. Sorry, I got to get Thank the words you. right. Thank you. Uh, another get one. Garbage correct. Another one that came out here this at the end of the year was a Borderlands that was a DLC and became a standalone game. And this was on is on the Epic Game Store as well for free. Can you free. explain that? And so it's called yeah, it's Tiny Tina's DLC. Actually, let's play the video because it, it'll show some of what it looks like. Uh, but this is an Assault on Dragon Keep is kind of the style of it. So they had this as a DLC. You could go in the game, you went to that place, and then you could play through this. They pulled out this part of it and made it a standalone game so you could experience it without the actual uh, Borderlands 2 game. It's pretty interesting. Let's take a look. This is our most desperate hour. Unless we make a stand here and now, we're gonna die. Roll for initiative, second! Woo! I had to see you! I, Roland W, a knight of justice and cupcakes and stuff. In that case, you gotta prove your bad attitude because reasons! So, you made it at last. 
probably a bit too late to save your precious little queen, but hey, at least you get to die in unimaginable freaking pain! Welcome, fine ladies, to your first session of Bunkers and Fantasy! <sighs> the power of fantasy. Huh. So there you go. And this is, it's a standalone game. You can play through it. It's multiplayer, so if you want to play co-op with other people, hmm. if you've never played the other Borderland games, this is a really good, easy, free way to kind of experience one and see if you enjoy that style, because it is kind of a unique style of game. It's it's it was one of the first kind of looters like that that I ever really played, where it's just like got gun after gun after gun after gun, and then you had to figure out like what was actually decent. Uh, it's it is a very addictive, fun type of game to play, and this is was was a very popular DLC. Um, so you pretty much get the whole experience, and you can do it free, and you can actually play with some of your friends. So that's a pretty cool deal. Uh, I don't know if it's testing out maybe some of the. Uh, multiplayer functionality of the Steam of the Epic Game Store or something. I mean, there could be something they're doing in the background with this, but it's uh, it is free and it looks like a really fun game. I haven't played through this one, but it's uh, I I assume it's on. I would prefer PC because I I've played the Borderlands games on console and PC. I definitely prefer PC because it's so difficult with the controller hmm. to really play that game just the, because of how the shooting works and everything. So gotcha. All right. Um, let's see if, if there's anything else that we wanted to cover before we headed out of here. Um, yeah, we still got about first of all, ten. Ubisoft. Yeah, so we got Ubisoft here really quick. Sure. They the GDPR. You know, for people in the United States, you may not realize what this is, but it has to do with privacy uh, in the UK and in Europe. And the policies may make it so that Ubisoft can delete accounts if they're inactive for six months. And so this is a problem because they're not allowed to do certain things under these new regulations. Uh, you know, and you see when you go to European websites, how they, how they want you to accept certain things saying, you know, you won't collect this amount or can we collect whatever. Uh, now, because of GDPR, they may have an issue with being able to save your old account. Let, because you haven't accepted, some of these old accounts haven't accepted um, any of the new disclaimers and everything else so they can only hold some of these things for a certain period of time well this is creating a mess for for companies that operate in the u they don't even have to be based in the uk they just have to operate something in the operate UK. in the uk which most yeah. of these companies do and it's been a mess for a while now some of the regulations and rules with gdpr are just nonsense and it puts a lot of restrictions on companies and in the case of ubisoft they're instead of dealing with it they're just going to say okay well if your account's over six months inactive we're just going to delete it because it's not worth yes. us to have to go through the bullshit of holding on to it. Well, the, but the Which crazy is thing is, so this this account that they did, uh, they went to go and try to get their account password reset. The whole account had been deleted. The problem is they had multiple games that had been purchased under that, and those are totally gone. Well, uh, this is well, one <laughs> blockchain. The UK government. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, honestly, you know, this this is this is the thing is uh, they usually it isn't normal. For them to delete um but you know it's just here's from ubisoft officials it says however flatly insists that whatever happened in their case isn't normal and that it never has never deleted any account that hasn't been logged into for less than four years um but you know you look at this they looked at the account they can't recover it's deleted and they said permanently locked 
uh, just as an example. And then the reason that they could do this is because that person never went and accepted the terms and conditions of the new regulations that have been put in place by the government. And if they have something that says you can't, you know, keep their data without their approval on your server and you've never gone in and accepted that, they have to delete it from their server. They can't keep your data. Uh, there's just little, little things like this that, that can happen. I, I personally, I understand, but there's gotta be some kind of a grandfather clause for some of these things. So you don't lose that on purchases because that's the big I, thing is you purchase something, you'd like to have a record of that purchase so that you can go and, and get it back again. I would think so, but I'm not sure that there is. Well, and that's the thing is that as they put on here, their support says per our terms of use in rare instances, we can take action to comply with some local data protection legislation. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> they have it in their disclaimer. Um, if your government says delete it, you know, they can. Uh, so if you haven't logged into one of those, I would encourage you to go log into one of your, your accounts and make sure that there's no disclaimers that you're supposed to accept for GDPR. Uh, if it's where your licenses are being held, I don't have. I don't really track my licenses through there, but, but there are people who have purchased them through their stores and everything else. Hmm. Um, well, and, and PH says, you know, it's personal data, username, emails, and games don't fall under that. But the thing is they can't keep your account, which has your personal information in it because you haven't accepted the thing, allowing them to keep them on there for longer than a certain period of time. It's supposed to protect against people har harvesting and holding your data. Um, but you know, for old accounts, that haven't gone in there and accepted this, there are regulations saying that they can't keep those things on their server anymore. So it, it creates an issue that I don't think, um, yeah, PH says he's never given Ubisoft anything personal. You've given them your name and email your, address. Your email address. And, you know, so and, 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 and certain things that in there that for some reason, now I bet you they could, if they really wanted to, could work around this and maybe retain some sort of a record you know, based on a hash of an email or something to get around these regulations. But so far, yeah, and PH says email, so they can keep their email there, but it must be the, their birth date or whatever that they are collecting along with it. They can't keep. And it doesn't matter what it is. That, that's why I'm surprised they just didn't prune their canceling accounts. Because it seems like you just get rid of the information that you're, you know, you need permission to have or lock it or whatever, you know, get rid of that, but keep the personal uh, purchase information linked to their email account. But they, they didn't, they failed. And it could have been there initially when they started making changes to this, they messed up and didn't do it exactly right. And now they've undone that. Um, but this is this is what happened to PC World with their account. Mm. So. Well, elections and actions have consequences, Brian. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, the, the, a company right. doesn't want to have to deal with it. So they're just this is the solution that they're taking. It's not necessarily the yep. best solution. They don't want to deal with it, so they're going to say, okay, we'll follow GDPR. Just delete your account if it's inactive for six months. Problem solved. Yeah. Now we don't have to well, deal with it. If you don't it, like it, yeah, go, take it up with the, go, go take it up with the EU government that implemented We're GDPR. We're just following government regulations. You know, that's their excuse. They'll say that, and it yeah. covers them. Uh, another thing here, let's uh, try to see where else we can go in a few minutes here. So TikTok is going to be releasing a streaming app that's supposed to compete with Twitch here. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on they, a second. Right, you, you're talking about yeah. live streaming versus like what they can. I don't even. I don't. I've yes. never used TikTok. I, I'm a kind of a boomer. I mean, I, um, I yeah. I've I've not streamed anything off of TikTok, but pretty much you can have short little videos. Yes. You know that are little phone apps. You know, and you can play some on a, on a computer as well. But they're kind of like Twitch videos. They're just little clips. 
uh, or not Twitch videos, but like uh, Twitter, you know, like stuff yep. you'd upload to Twitter, just a little video. They're, they're uh, but they're looking of, to go what, through live video. Equivalent of what Vine used to be. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Um, so on here, they're going to be going with some sort of a live studio. So they have a called TikTok Live Studio, and it allows you to stream um, applications, games, things like that. Not something that I really saw, but, you know, if they've got a lot of one thing that TikTok has a lot of is young people using it. Uh, that's where the young people are. You know, young people aren't on Facebook. Why do you think Facebook gaming has been struggling so much? Damn, really this get noticed. Quality is nuts. 8,000 kilobits, 256 K audio. But a nine megabit stream, <laughs> at 10, which I guess at 1080p at 60 FPS makes sense. But damn, that is. And they're using the 265 encoder. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty efficient. Uh, now, who's using this? What kind of people? Who's going to be streaming to this? I'm assuming it's going to be 13, a lot of the mainstreamers. 12, 12 year old girls are using phones. Are, they're going to use their nine. They're going to use their uh, powerful PCs with their 10 megabit uploads to, to do their streaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, this, I mean, this is the thing here. I, I just don't know what the audience I haven't seen because I don't think most of this audience has computers. These are phone users. With at least with Twitch, it was a lot of people on computers going to watch other people's on computers. So it made it really easy to get an audience that could stream because they already had all, you know, most of the hardware to do it. When you're dealing with phone, it's going to be people streaming maybe a lot of phone games or streaming, you know, things out with a camera. Uh, I, I think they'll have a slow uptick on a video game streaming service on this because most of their people don't. I mean, the, the audience they're going for doesn't have the money to run out and drop it and buy a, a Game but here's right the now. thing, and from what I understand about TikTok, and again, I've never used it, but I understand the premise. Mm -hmm. I believe, well, I don't believe, it's short videos. Mm -hmm. Video game streaming I don't think this one's is, not be on short, yeah. is not short videos, right? I mean, yeah. you're just, you're, you, the whole thing with the intensive span of TikTok is what you do with Twitter and Facebook. You just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Video game streaming that's long form content. You can't just pop into a video game stream for 15 seconds and have any idea what's going on at all. You you will have no yep. idea what's going on. And it's a it's a totally different. And one thing they yeah. they will have on this is they have the mobile capture, uh, they have video capture, you could put images up there, you know, so people will be able to stream playing games on a phone and things. I I think that'll kind of get them started, but is that really exciting? I I just I don't think they'll pull in the same as what you get on Twitch here when people are, it's just going to be a very different experience and maybe it'll be a different experience as positive and it'll have kind of another thing that comes out of it, but I don't think they're going to pull the video game market or at least the desktop and console video game market. Cause I don't, I just don't think this is the audience that's going to bring that content. That's really what it comes down to. I don't think they're yeah. going to bring that kind of content. This is true, but they can keep trying. At least they're making it to where it'll do pretty much whatever. I, I bet you they just took OBS and, reskinned it here and, and added some custom features is what it looks like it will be it's got the full a lot of the other features that that has yeah um, all right all right is there anything else you wanted to cover before we roll down on roll down out uh no sir i think we're good to go um i don't know if i mentioned this during Actually, the show I had or... one more thing oh, yeah, I, yeah sorry, i had one more thing i wanted to mention uh for amd users uh, radeon they're putting out their super resolution which is kind of like this i think it's the upscaling of resolution so um they're going to be doing some more upscaling. So if you have, I didn't, I didn't see this any indication of this coming. But I think uh, if you have an AMD card, 
maybe check for driver updates and things like that. See if your card does qualify for this, but they're doing some sort of an upscaling and maybe you have a 4K monitor or something and you can have it upscale some of your graphics. Hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just, I, that's just something that came out today. I don't have any, I have an NVIDIA card. Just um, I, I don't know if anybody. But, the, but this one is called Radeon Super Resolutions or RSR is what they're calling it. I don't, I don't know many people that are using the new AMD cards. They seem to kind of been kind of a flop. Yeah, I well, and a lot of things support. I think RTX is going to be a big issue because well, RTX there's certain ones that work on certain cards. They've got to come up with a standard because you know they're trying to push all these cool new graphics features, but they've got to come up with a standard that works. You know, to where the the places making these games only have to come up with one solution. It's not going to work. You're going to have one card that has something and another card that doesn't. I think it's kind of a weird for AMD because they're not as popular are getting left out on some of these things. Uh, yeah. You know, games aren't being optimized for them as much. But hey, they, they're the only ones who can change that. And maybe things like this are kind of their plan for starting to offer, especially when you can't get a super crazy video card, you <laughs> get one that upscales the, the 4K. Hmm. Very interesting. So, all right. Well, cool. Well, I, yeah, I think that uh, I think that was the last thing that I wanted to cover. Is there anything else before I roll out with my contacts? Mm, no, I think we are uh, good to go. Where can people find you on the uh, interwebs, Mr. Brian? Cool. If you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab and Parlor, my blog, biteoftech.com. Of course, go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, and go to the right hand side, find, join our server on Discord. And if you do that, we've got a news channel, we've got a workout channel, we've got a lot of ARC servers. You can be a part of that community. Uh, a lot of different things that you can do. But if, first of all, if there's a topic that you think we should be covering or not, Throw a link in that channel and we'll cover it before the next live show. Uh, if you want to get the video forms of the podcast, you can get that to YouTube, BitChute, DLive, uh, and uh, Twitch. And if you want to listen, you can go to the lower right-hand side and you can see all the audio forms of the podcast for whatever kind of player you want to use. Uh, that's really helpful. Those are not live, but they are uploaded after the live show. If you're going to be listening, just go to the particular show that you want to listen to. And we've got a video and audio player in there got links for every uh, topic that we've discussed and uh, you can go and watch videos or see documents that we're referring to while you're listening uh, if you want to support us we got a support option up top in the menu we also have uh, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support we got prime gaming subs humble bundle uh, you know, all, all kinds of different ways to support us through uh what was that uh, what's the other one that the the subscribe one. star subscribe star i was i don't know why i always struggled with that sometimes but subscribe star a lot of different ways to support us if you want to do that it's all on the website Yes, sir. And speaking of support, I want to thank our friend Unicorn Joe and UGX Vibe both for hitting us up with the 47-month resubscription here on Twitch. Thanks, Thank you, guys. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, Brian, also appreciate you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for all that you do, and uh, happy 2022 to you. And uh, we will yes, talk you with you well. uh, next Tuesday. All right? Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Alrighty, folks. Well, that is going to do it. If you want to check out my daily political antics, you can uh, check out my website, nickcraig.com. You can also download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast, three hours of political talk delivered to your smartphone each and every weekday morning. You can also check out the website, 980waav.com. That's going to do it. You can head, head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com if you missed any portion of the show you can check out videos show notes links all that fun stuff have a great week everybody we'll see you next time